everyone. I'm so excited to tell you about this podcast. It's called The DK Project, but it's really The Darren Show. So thanks for tuning in. You're going to want to sit back, buckle up, and enjoy the ride. Let's go! Welcome, podcast listeners. Another episode of The DK Project podcast is on its way. We got Dave in the uh, co-pilot seat today, and we got a special guest. Mr. Brian McDaniel, how are you, sir? I'm special. I'm going to list off some of your some of your credentials here. My gosh, got to yeah. drop the creds. <laughs> some uh, uh, stand-up comedian. Yep, sometimes. All right, he's uh, he's also on the old Bob Sansevier Network. Sometimes, sometimes he does uh, wrong about everything all the time. Weekly podcast. Weekly podcast. He does unregulated radio. Weekly podcast. He's a Instructor at a university. Yep, I'm a professor in American government. Professor. Ooh. And your real job is consulting down at the Capitol. Yeah, I'm part of the swamp, baby. My God, your business card's like a like an eight and a half by eleven, or what? I gotta put stuff on the other side. (laughs) Double fold. Double fold. Yeah, the wrong about everything podcast is a political podcast. Two Republicans, two Democrats. Uh, and then unregulated radio is me and uh, comedian Corey Adam, uh, and there's less structure on that one, <laughs> for sure. Right. I've been listening to that one. Yeah, it sounds like uh, two comedians doing a podcast. Uh, yeah, because you know, uh, you know, fat forty with a beard. Everyone's got to get a podcast, right? I, I want to comment on I the beard. I wish I could quick, grow a though. beard. <laughs> the beard's looking good. Yeah, I, I'm a little jealous of it. Well, I'm extremely jealous because. Yeah, no, no beard, no beard ever. Well, I can't grow one. I went 38 years without one, and I look back at pictures of me without a beard, and I should not have been a lot out of, out of the house. <laughs> well, see, I think I think a beard could be a form of a weight loss plan because if I could grow it to cover up my double chins, uh, I wouldn't look so fat. And think how if you grew it all the if way I grew down it all to the, the way belt down line, my knees? <laughs> yeah, he'd be stunning. That would, yeah, well, can't happen. How did you all of a sudden grow a beard? Well, I got divorced, so I was allowed to. Oh, yeah, but it takes a long time. I mean, you know, because it, it's kind of cute when it first starts, and then it goes, you know, full truck stop. Um, and my my mustache comes in last, so I got like a uh, Abe Lincoln thing going. So I have to commit to it. You almost look Amish then for a bit. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> but uh, new new wife, Amish. new wife says uh, she never wants to. She's never seen me without a beard, but she's seen pictures and uh, she uh, does not approve. So will you roll beard in the summer? Oh yeah, I, I I never find it to be itchy or hot or any of that stuff. And is there a a, a definite temperature like? Like, does it keep you warmer? I no. mean, no, I mean, not that I found. That's bullshit. I've heard people say that it does, but I never found that. What's bullshit? That it, that people grow them to stay warmer. No, oh, I've never found that either. And well, I sometimes have... I let mine get longer. Yeah. I've never noticed a difference. We could rename the podcast to the Dave Hair Project, dude. Why? You still have that simulated mohawk thing. Well, going. it's just because I'm lazy and don't sit, shave the sides, but man, we got to grow up eventually. No, someday we don't. Anyway. We started talking a little twins when we were off air. There's some there's some shakeup going on. A little yeah. uh, three team uh, switcheroo. It sounds like uh, we sent the pitcher Gratterall 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 yep. to the Sox, and the Dodgers are involved. And well, the, we sent him the through the dro- Dodgers to the Sox. Yeah. Oh, so what are we getting? We was he the pick or is that Gratterall and a pick? I didn't I didn't see the full the full story. 
Well, I'm not 100% sure. I know that the main thing, going back to the Twins, was uh, Kenta Maeda, yep. who's a, a starting pitcher, sometimes a reliever, but starting pitcher from the Dodgers, who has been pretty good. He's been certainly solid. Um, the the Angels got Jock Peterson, outfielder from the Dodgers. Uh, the Red Sox got Alex Verdugo. What are we getting? We just said. Kenta Maeda. That's yeah. it. He's a starting pitcher. Yeah. I think that's what we're getting. So we yeah. have one. Well, it's actually a good deal, though. People are all torn up, I believe, because Gratterall throws 100 miles an yeah. hour and whatever he can do. But they were going to keep him in the pen anyways this year and not make him a starter. And it probably goes, he had Tommy John's four years ago, something like that. Yeah. And they probably sure. don't want him to get hurt again, and that's why they wanted to just convert him to a full-time reliever because he was a starter in the in low A, high A, double A, and then for but then when he went to triple A, they put him in the pen to get him ready to help with the playoff push. So who's the one with the big contract? Somebody was talking about a ninety-two million dollar deal that somebody's got to absorb. What's that all about? He's going. Go ahead. No, sorry. Well, so going to the Dodgers is Mookie Betts, who's in the last year of his contract. So Mookie Betts is going to ask for he asked for four hundred million. Yeah, why not? He won't right. get, but he, 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 whoever signs him ultimately long term will pay, you know, three hundred fifty, three hundred million. And then David Price, but David Price half of his contract is being paid by the Red Sox. <laughs> so. Yeah, but Maeda, he'll be like the number two starter on this team, I think, after Barrios. He's pretty he's pretty good. The The thing that I like about him is his strikeout to innings ratio. He averages yeah, I about— I saw that good ratio. <laughs> you didn't uh, see that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't deep dive this no, stuff. No, I don't. <laughs> but, you know, he averages almost 10 strikeouts per nine innings, mm-hmm. which is really excellent. But his ERA is a little high, which means that he has a pitch that's flattening out on him and it's getting hit. So they'll figure it out. I like it. What a baseball mind. Yeah. Well, if, the if Dave you, zone. If you think the Twins are in win now, this is a win now move. Yeah, how many pitchers does that give us? What do we have? So that's two. No. Rios and, and Maeda. Odorizzi. Okay. Three. Pineda. What was that one? Eventually Pineda. Pineda. He's out back he's, in he's April? suspended for a while. No, yeah. May. Was What's it four, he 40 games? For? He had a little substance you know, of, of excellence little, little in juice. his body. <laughs> Chemically challenged. Name it on the juice. They got uh, Rich Hill, but he won't be back till midseason. He's Rich July. Hill. He's July. Yeah, he's our age. That's yeah. a strong, uh, older roller. Uh, that's kind of just the uh, the all-American name right there, right? Yeah, well, but hey, then- you know what I heard last night? We had hockey. They had a 13-year-old kid named Raymond. <laughs> when was the last time you heard a young Raymond? I uh, like it. Yeah. Bringing it back, baby. Anyway, you should bring you Hazel back, too, for oh, girls. yeah. Hazel. My great-grandmother was Hazel. I love that name. I have, a, I have a friend with a niece, little baby named Hazel. I love that. Yeah. It's coming back around. So what I was... Oh, back to baseball? Yeah. So what I was going to say is we do have some other pitchers that can help in that fifth spot. So I actually love this deal. I think it's... You know, the Twins always are trying to win in three years. And for once, they made a deal that will help them win next year, and and I really like that deal. Well, yeah. We got the new third baseman. What more right. do you want? Well, it's coming. We're going to beat those Cubs. Do we play the Cubs at Wrigley this year? Uh, I'd have to look. 
I'm not sure, but I mean, it's kind of looking like a Yankees Dodgers have like all the cards. So yeah, but anything could happen. It's not. That's nothing new. Nothing new at all. Yeah, with bats and price and whatever. I mean, the Timberwolves did something football. too, didn't they? Oh, they had a huge deal, but I'm not the basketball guy. Yeah, it's going cares. over to my left here. Robert, Robert Covington got traded. I mean, but I know we got like a the first round pick and something else. I, I'm not as up on that. No, we got a conditional first round pick, so that means it's lottery protect, protected, right? Uh, yeah, that means if it's in the lottery, we don't get it that year. So until they're out of the lottery, we get the then we'll get the pick. Half my listeners just unhooked. For basketball? <laughs> basketball. Nobody cares. Well, at least we're not talking about soccer. They all would have unhooked. Dude. <laughs> soccer. It's the new American sport. Kickball? Hey, we got to talk about the Super Bowl. <laughs> I know we're uh, a couple days past, but a lot of hubbub about the halftime show. Yeah. I was yeah. at, a, I was at a, a group's house, and uh, <laughs> the ladies were in uproar. Really? About how provocative the halftime show was. They didn't like the polls? Yeah, that poll was a little much. I heard afterwards that it was a a play on the um, or movie Hustlers. The, yeah, that's what everybody says. But the GMA happened to be on, and they said it was a King Kong on top of the antenna on top of the building reference. For, uh, and somehow they tied that to Kobe. I don't know what it was, uh, but who knows? But uh, yeah, I don't know. Fifty uh, never looked so good, in my opinion. Well, I think it depends. I, here's what I found: that it's generational. My mother-in-law, my mother-in-law, who is, you know, all, you know, just hear me, you know, I'm woman, hear me roar, you know, uh, big time, big time liberal. Uh, she w- thought it was exploitive and she thought that it set, you know, you know, females back, that it was terrible. My sisters-in-law thought it was empowering and they thought it was great. My daughter, who's nine, um, um, and she she actually didn't watch it the show where where I was that you know she texted me the next day saying that her classmates were upset by it. Why? Well, I mean, I think here's what I think. You know, I'm you know I'm not you know I'm not you know Charlie Church when it comes to those things, but I think that it was not uh, maybe not acceptable for a family audience. Oh, that's probably true. So, I don't yeah. know the 15 year old kid next to me. He liked it. <laughs> I bet he did. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he's still liking it. The one thing I took away from the all the boys coming in to see the halftime show is they played that little Led Zeppelin riff in the beginning, and they only knew it as the intro to Call of Duty. Yeah, uh, I could have used more of that Zeppelin thing. I thought they were going to rip that cashmere it. that they did. Yeah. So here's the trivia question I have for today: Do we know how old Shakira is? I do. Do you? I could. I'll guess. Give me a guess. Thirty-two. 43. Are you shitting me huh? right now? How yeah. good is 43 look? 43. I was going to say she's like 25. 43 is awesome. Holy sh- whatever. Give you that- a math problem. How many times does 47 go into 43? <laughs> one is that math? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> one. They uh uh I was blown away. I heard that and I'm like there's no way. I thought she was a kid. But evidently, she's been around a little bit. Yep. Yep. Which is cool. Longer Good for than her. I thought, though. Wow. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, what about, uh, I'm just looking at my notes here. I was talking last week about the uh, Aaron Hernandez yeah. doc. Yeah. Have you seen that? I did, yeah. Okay, so I went through it. I got three quarters of the way. When they had gotten to the part where the Commonwealth of Massachusetts has this abatement rule, where if you're not alive during your appeal- 
Yep. It's automatically cleared. But now they reversed it. Oh, then I went back and watched it. And they reversed it. So now it's back on his record. But how crazy was that dude? They could do it after. They could do that after the fact. Well, that's what I was a little weirded out about it with your great lawyer mind. <laughs> I don't understand how how that all transpired. They did the abatement thing because if you're not there to represent yourself or whatever in the appeal, then they then they wash it off the books. So technically for a time period, he had a clean record. Yeah. But then the the gal oh uh was it Odin? Odin? Her, his mom went back and fought for it. And they overturned the abatement deal, hmm. and now they say he's got it on his record again. But I was thinking the same way you are. Like, how do you do that after? Yeah, it would seem it would seem that after the fact that that would be hard to do. I mean, I'm certainly not learned on the Commonwealth's uh, laws on that, or if they felt like there was some sort of legislative intent that was not being met. But I I remember at the time that the reason why that was important. You know, other than you know the Hernandez family not wanting it on his record, is that it uh, it made it harder for the Patriots to void his contract. Oh. Well, that's what I was thinking. Was so that, it's so, about the money? It's always about the money. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's what that that was because I was watching it with the wife and she's like, well, who cares? You know, he's dead. Yeah. But that has implications on his contracts and all the stuff that he had because if his record's clean, he's still yeah. dead. But. There's probably future money for the for the family. Yeah, it, whether it's uh, I, I don't know how like insurance, life insurance, or anything, and and I, and I don't know what ultimately transpired with the contract, whether he, whether they got some of the money or all the money or none of the money, but I remember that was kind of a little bit of the reason why the Hernandez family was fighting it is because at the time they were also fighting the Patriots to try right. to get his contract honored. You yeah. would think that there's a if I kill three guys, my contract is null and void. Clause. Well, he got he got uh, <laughs> allegedly he got cleared on two. <laughs> oh of yes, them. allegedly he really allegedly. only killed one, according to the courts, yeah. the Commonwealth. Well, so okay, wh- if you kill half a guy, your contract <laughs> should be null and void. That is very yeah. seems fair. I'm sure that's the same thing Robert Kraft is saying right about now. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, the CTE? The they showed his brain, and it was like noticeably bad. Yeah. At 27. They say it's the worst case they've ever seen at 27. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at it, we just watched the Super Bowl and the halftime show. <laughs> uh, what about these guys? Holy shit. How are they going to come? You know, I mean, they all have it. I mean, really, if that's how, what causes it, and they, they did that other show about the whole CTE thing. Yeah. How, how what are the ramifications going to be? I mean, we're just going to have a, a, a mutant... Uh, football group that can't function although there's a lot of older people that are fine yeah but does it only affect some people i mean why do you guys know anything about cte yeah medically speaking of course but what's your question well i i'm just saying that with the the information that's out there and the cases that they've looked into how is this still going on like yeah this is a major problem so first of all i'll just say that i don't think a symptom of CTE is that you turn into a murderous gangster. But <laughs> I, think that, I think that is a little out there for CTE. But there's a lot of people that have had it and people that have, have committed suicide on it and then live these horrible lives of addiction and craziness because they just can't get home in their own body, in their own head. The NFL has taken steps to pull... Um, the decisions of head injuries away from the team 
and are purely doctor related. Which they should be. So like an, a ref, for example, can literally stop a game and say, you need to get off the field and get checked out before you're allowed back in this game. And once that happens, they're in that, the big word is the protocol. The or, protocol, yeah. Yeah. So then they, they go off and they're not allowed back until they're medically cleared. I don't know what else you can do other than make yeah. it a flag football game. Yeah, I, th- I think <laughs> well, that just about half. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that with the CTE, I mean, it's a real thing. Um, and I just saw something because you know, I, you know, I saw the the what the frontline report on it, and I saw the movie with Will Smith in it. Yeah, and it seems terrible. Fortunately, I, I have two boys, and only one of them played football, and neither of them were good at it, so <laughs> I didn't have to worry about them. You're lucky. Um, I, my, one time, I say, my son was playing safety, and I said, well, why are you playing safety? He goes, coach puts me there because it's the furthest away from the ball. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, So, yeah, so I, didn't, I haven't had to kind of make that decision as a parent, um, but uh, I just saw something recently where there were aspersions being uh, sent towards that doctor, um, the, the, the African doctor yeah. that kind of came up with it. And uh, I haven't been able to look into it to see whether they're saying that, that, that maybe his research isn't exactly what they said it was, or if it's that, that he was maybe trying to profit off of it. There was some some recent controversy about that the doctor. Follow the money. Hmm. But yeah, but yeah. if you look at you know on the Bears, you know, Dave Dewerson, he committed suicide, you know, shot himself in the chest so they could test the test his is his brain. Same thing with Junior Seau. Yes. Or, yeah. Shot himself in the in the yeah. chest as well with a shotgun yeah. so they could Junior Seau was kind of the big one that keyed it off right like that made because it was well i suppose it was kind of the timing um of when that will smith show had come out yeah um because that was the big deal that's the name everybody kind of relates to it as junior yeah and and they talked about it a lot in that aaron hernandez deal i just it was really it was really a poorly done documentary like jumped all over the place you know it was almost like one of my podcasts it just went from here to there to here to there and 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 but the the story and the and the the CTE portion of it, and that dude was a thug, and like, not the brightest cat in the world. I mean, yeah. good God, forty million dollar deal. Well, what I didn't, you what, have and, to kill somebody. What I didn't, I thought felt like I I knew most of that story, mm-hmm. but I you know I kind of assumed that he came from some sort of you know um, disadvantaged you know urban background, but you know he was from Bristol, Connecticut, and had a mom and a dad, and yeah. uh, and uh, you know kind of you know didn't come from you know a gang lifestyle. He kind of adopted that as he got older, and you know the stuff with his sexual preferences. Um, they played well, a lot on that. It was interesting, but I don't know how much it really, you know, was integrated into the murders. I mean, a little bit. Wasn't that what they're saying? The reason why he probably killed that Odin Lloyd is because he caught him in a compromising position? They said maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they don't know. (laughs) Yeah, but when you say maybe The whole documentary, they never gave you the hook. No. Like, give me something. But it, it was interesting. I don't know if you get nothing else to do, check it out. Not to make it the psychology hour, and I'm trying to figure out how to go into this without turning it into that. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Will you think about it? Normal exploration is children. Yeah. Or youths. Doesn't turn into what you are, or who you are as a person when, you, when you're an adult. And I think that there was confusion around that for that man, maybe. 
Uh, yeah, I'm not a doc. I want to say mean? right now, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a general prac or anything. GP. <laughs> GP. <laughs> but I just think that they're playing that up. The gay thing? Yep. You think like, I, a, like, a, like, a, like a catch thing? Like a, I don't even know what the hell you call it. Like a soundbite? type thing i don't know but he, but you you made the great comment that he was he came, he came from a privileged beginning yeah. compared to most of our country yeah and he wasn't a gangster when he was younger and then he started hanging around these dudes you know and they start leeching off you and pulling off you and and tr- trying to get you and pretty soon you're gonna be a gangster if that's who if you're gonna hang out with gangsters you're gonna turn into a gangster that's true and I, I think there's that. I think there's more relevance to that in the story than there is to this sexual thing in the yeah. story. All right, enough of that. On to the funny. Bum, bum, bum. So give us the give us the uh, uh, give us the preference list. What is your what is your uh, favorite thing? Like, what's your thing? Like, uh, somebody comes up uh, and Brian, what what's your thing? Like, you lead with comedian? Or do you well, lead- no. I, I mean, obviously, it depends on where I am. But you know, with social media. I would say that at the Capitol, which is you know where I spend most of my time, the <laughs> the representatives and senators, the first thing they want to talk to me about is comedy. Uh-huh. And in comedy, they're always trying to talk to me about politics, which so is how long have you been on in the comedian world? Uh, it'll be three years. I started really late. Now, um, you know, because of all the public speaking I did, I would say that you know there was always like a, a humorous part of the political stuff that I did. Um, but I didn't formally start. Well, maybe it's four years, depending on when. You, but I would say the first time I did a, an honest to god open mic was it'll be three years in April. And you think you had a benefit because you were used to the public speaking? Yeah, because I, I mean, I was never afraid of just going on stage. Right. And you know, I wrote for uh, pretty much a year before I did it. So, and I knew that my material, would, and they start you off at three minutes. So I knew that my material wasn't so terrible. I mean, looking back, you know, I, I, I don't do many of those jokes anymore. And some of them I've really retooled um, now that I know a little bit more about what I'm doing. But, you know, I, I knew that if I went up there, I wasn't going to embarrass myself. I wasn't afraid. My biggest fear was just, you know, forgetting a joke, which <laughs> didn't well, happen. And, and so are you a writer, like a writer downer? Uh, well, I don't need to write down the joke, um, but uh, I would say that my act is somewhat depending on dependent on sequencing. So I like to have like just like a set list up okay. there with me. And a lot of comedians don't do that. And sometimes it's a crutch. You know, you, 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 then you find yourself kind of looking at it when maybe you don't need to. But because I move stuff around, depending on what type of audience I'm in front of, um, the, the set list is something that I do employ. And do you stick to the set list or do you freestyle it? I mean, obviously there's got to be I would say but... I stick to it much more than I don't. Because, you know, it's one thing like, you know, once you've kind of made it and, you know, somebody gives you 45 minutes, you can kind of do what you want. Right. Um, But when you're starting out, you're getting three, five, you know, tomorrow night I'm going to be at uh, the Republic Bar down by the U and I'm getting seven because I'm closing the show. You're sliding that in. Slide that in there. (laughs) Uh, Mall of America on the 25th. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you you know, because I can't. You know, the, the worst thing you can do when you're new is go past your time. Yeah. You know, they give you the red light. If you blow the red light, 
lot of 30 second or what's the what's it, the it, it could like some places will say when do you want the light mm-hmm. i remember like when i used to run a show and but i ran it way before i was ready to i just kind of like happened to, to be in the right place at the right time and one comedian said well i want you to light me at 10 minutes and i said i don't know what that is <laughs> um but yeah i mean some places it's it's either a minute or 30 seconds okay um and uh i mean you should i time my stuff out pretty reg i'm pretty regimented you on home that. in front of the mirror like yeah a little bit doing shtick a little bit i, I mean because it. sometimes it's not what you say it's how you say it oh for sure and you know at you know sometimes people people take pictures and I can look at the picture and tell which joke I was doing. Do I have my hand up here? Am I pointing back? Am I pointing back here? Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm definitely on the new side, but you know, I feel like I'm integrated into the community now. I like That's it. Awesome. I'm jealous as hell. That's on my list. You can do it. You can do it. You go to a couple open mics, <sighs> see how unfunny almost everybody is, and you'll get confidence. Well, I was at an unfunny one the other day. Yeah, and uh, I felt a lot better about myself. But I don't know. You know, you, you think it's, it's then the lights are on and you're like sweating like a pig, and then I'm like Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. You go up there with the beard on. I you think- got it over the. Deal, and then you pull the. I want to be able to do it in the next ten years. And then you pull the beard off mid set. (laughs) Boom! Hey now, you're a superstar. (laughs) Done. (laughs) You know, I was just listening to Burt Kreischer, and he made a good point. He was just doing a show. He just started his new tour, and uh, he had a uh, deaf lady on stage. The sign, you know. Yeah. And and he's like, it adds a whole nother element. Like, you almost want that because then you can like, oh no, it wasn't it wasn't him. It was Tom Segura. But uh, it adds a whole other element because now you can play on her, like, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. He also said he's doing a Spanish tour. And and if you find people in the audience that don't speak Spanish, then you can, you know, play with them. I, I don't know. It was interesting. I do have one joke that is somewhat dependent on people knowing Spanish. And um, yeah. It's, well, now we got to hear it. I don't know any Spanish, though. My question for the my question for the Spanish speakers is: When you go down a slide, do you ever go no sotros? <laughs> and then some people laugh, and then I say, "Well, for those of you who don't speak Spanish, no sotros means we," which means that's a fantastic <laughs> joke. And one of these days, I'll find the right room to tell it in. So some people laugh at the second part too. And for some people, that is their favorite joke. And I told it for well over a year with no laughs at all. And really? Then, then it just kind of hit. And now I'm almost kind of over it. But so is your full so is your full seven minutes? Is that is that your you bring all the A game? Or do you try out some new shit where you might lay an egg and then you got to Yeah, I mean I mean, you know, if I'm at an open mic, you know, I always try to try to do something new-ish because it's only going to get good if yeah. you do it in front of people. Right. Uh, but there's some stuff like that I I almost always have in it. But, you know, some stuff. You know. Oh, man, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, no, I mean, if you gave me 20 minutes, you're going to get pretty much all the stuff that anyone that you funny got. at all, yeah. Do you, th- do you like, write stuff that you think is going to kill and then it just oh, doesn't work? Yeah, all the time. Isn't that I mean, brutal? There's some stuff I have that I think is so funny and no one ever laughs at it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and then there's some stuff that was like complete throwaways and then that's what they laugh at. And sometimes you don't know. I mean, you tell a joke on Monday and people laugh. You tell it on Tuesday and they don't laugh. I got to oh, think yeah. telling jokes on Monday is going to be a bitch no matter what you do. Well, Monday is where you go to the Acme open mic, which has got the best crowds. 
Really? On a Monday? Well, because it's free. Oh. So a lot of college kids Except for go. the parking. Well, yeah, well, they have the parking across the street now. Oh, they do? Yeah. But, I mean, Acme, people tend to go there to the open mic wanting to laugh. And um, I did a show Saturday night um, at a place where I was actually hosting. So I, I did 10 minutes and then kind of was up and down the rest of the time. And yeah, it's like people came to the show and they, they weren't all that interested in laughing at anybody. It's like, eh, yeah. Like a corporate event where they're. No, it was. I mean, it was, a, it was a regular. They paid money to be there. They, really? Right. Yeah. So what's the worst? What's the worst uh, shit the bed episode you've had? <laughs> okay. Like absolute laying an egg. Yeah. I don't want to hear it because it sounds like it's not funny. No. But how did you handle it? <laughs> well, uh, here's what it was: is I was on a boat. I was on Lake Minnetonka, not that far from where we are, where we are right now. It was a friend's birthday party, and uh, so it was a boat full of, full of people. And she goes, "Well, for my present, I want you to to you know do your set." No. And I mean, I'm like, that's not how it works. <laughs> but no. she would. She kept badgering me, kept badgering me. So um, I go up there. I'm standing next to the captain. I got the microphone in my hand. I get about 30 seconds into my first joke, and her cousin, Cody, who was six years old, Down syndrome, not verbal, walked up to me, put his hand up, like, hand me the microphone. You know, and I expected, you know, I'll give him the microphone, and he'll you know, do whatever little kids do, and then I'll move on. He takes the microphone from me, sets it on the ground, walks away with his hands over his ears, <laughs> which is the international symbol for shut up. <laughs> they erupt. They erupt in laughter. And then I got to go up there and finish. It was so I didn't so I didn't do comedy for two weeks after that. I finally get up get up the courage. I go to another open mic. It was uh, in Reseda Riverside at Palmer's Bar. And I get up there. I start to tell my joke. And then I'm like, you know what? I just got to let you guys know what happened. And I tell the Cody story. And then another comedian, Phil Colas, uh, yells out, when did that happen? And I said, two weeks ago. He goes, you've been a real comedian for two weeks. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a kick in the nuts. Yeah, it was. I thought maybe you were coming off a Down syndrome joke. And, no, uh, that no. happened to be one in the crowd. Yeah, no. Uh, my stuff is, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a filthy, depraved person. My act is on the cleaner side. Yeah. Really? Well, you're, you're, you're a co-host for your uh, podcast, the uh, Unregulated Radio. Yeah. He is on the other side. Yes, he is. I listened to your most recent podcast, and he's not a Kobe fan. Nope. <gasps> he went immediately to the jugular yeah. and wouldn't let up. He had his foot on the throat the whole 40 minutes. Like, not a big fan. But I, uh, it, uh, and you may not do enough edgy material to know, but how long is long enough? Like, how long, you know, obviously Kobe thing just happened, but, but like, have you have you found any of that? Like, oh, too soon, too soon. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I mean, obviously the Kobe thing is fresh on everybody's yeah. head, but I mean, nine like eleven shit, or, or you know, whatever. Yeah, if you're gonna make a joke. I mean, I think I think it kind of depends on. Well, like if you're if you if you're a known comedian, then people go there kind of knowing what to expect, like a Joe Rogan or a, a Nick DiPaolo. You know, they can say something more outlandish than Brian McDaniel can. Uh, but like you know, politics. If you talk about Trump whether the people like him or hate him, they don't want to hear it. 
They're oh, too I'm, they're yeah. too inundated with it's it. Too much. So the political stuff that I do tends to be um like more like Hillary based or Bill Clinton based or something like that because it's far enough away. Um, you know, I have an Adrian Peterson joke, which you know, I probably wouldn't have told like at the time he was beating his kids. And I, <laughs> yeah, I, I have a Chris Brown joke, which probably now is probably getting a little little dated. But I tend not to go for the new new stuff just because you don't know, and you never know today. Do people know about you know this that or the other? You can't can't trust that they're reading the paper anymore. Well, right? Can you feel the room? Can you feel? Oh, yeah. Like hey, that Chris Brown joke laid an egg so i want to get rid of all my early 90s shtick because they yeah. don't know what it is anyway I mean, it depends i mean it depends i mean you know sometimes you know the racial makeup of a crowd will make them either you know more or less apt to laugh at anything certainly the age oh yeah. right i mean you know my sweet spot is you know you know 30 to 50 or right. you know because that's that's where i am between there and you know they've had the same experiences you know divorce and kids and stuff like that but you know you go in front you know i have a buddy that works at the u of m and they bring me in for a bunch of stuff and you know frankly for a bunch of 18 19 20 year old kids you know my divorce humor is not necessarily gonna you know <laughs> gonna go it's not, it's not gonna hit with them <laughs> no Unless they're in a real bad breakup with the high school girlfriend. Oh, yeah. My my mom and dad say stuff like that. (laughs) You have any White Claw jokes? (laughs) Yeah, you need some White Claw jokes. You know, it's funny you said that where you can't, uh, I'm going to make a rough transition here, but you said that about uh, how people, you can't count on people to read the newspaper anymore. Did you see that article in the paper this morning about a local realtor who uh, started, uh, whatever, did a listing uh, for a gentleman? Got and, her kid that like two hundred eighteen thousand. Yeah. yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, and in the in the news article, they talked to, I think it was her attorney, and he said, nobody reads the paper anymore anyway. So <laughs> why are you doing a story? Yeah, no, he did not. Yes, like wow, way to put yourself on the wrong side of the media here, buddy. Well, I yeah, that story's a little a uh, little crazy at these times, and that name uh, of that realtor is kind of well known in the area. Well, I have uh, I have a client right now with who's, who's in a little bit of a little bit of a fight with uh, one of the local papers, and you know what they say is true. You know, don't fight with people who buy ink by the barrel. So yeah. mm-hmm. don't don't get crosswise with the media if you don't have to. But who really? I mean, really? How many newspapers are getting sold? Oh, all of them. It's so it's so different, you know, because this is my twentieth year up at the Capitol, and you know the Capitol press corps was so much bigger, um, and more uh, apt to cover local issues then than they are now. When when you know they they rely a lot on kind of the national AP and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, even talking to Sandy on the Bob Sansevier show, they don't even send anybody for Super Bowl coverage or nothing no. anymore. It's no. just there's no money. Yep. There's no money at all. It's kind of a dying thing. I uh, I thought that story was interesting though because of the market being so hot right now with all of the the realtors and the flippers and I mean I'm kind of in that business uh, when I'm not busy doing this and and it's it's out of control and I'm sure there's a lot more of that going on than there used to be uh, but this particular scenario kind of worked because her kid has a different last name than she does and uh, but the fact that she pulled the wool over the seller's eyes. That's going to end ugly. Yeah, what, what probably. Were the, what were the facts on that? I mean, did, did it matter? That I mean, did it matter that it was her kid? Was somebody going to make that money anyway? Well, part of the part of the uh, so the the way that I took from the story and and I like I said I'm in that business. So what happened is she went to get a listing, 
and uh, you know, sold the guy on a price. Here's the price, but we're going to keep it off the MLS. We're going to do it kind oh, of, damn. you know, within my realty company and whatever, whatever. So then uh, it doesn't sell. She says, "Hey, let's drop the price." So they drop the price. Then all of a sudden, oh, this buyer comes in and uh, is getting a good deal. And at closing, the sellers are like, "So, do you love the house? You know, whatever." He goes, "I don't know. I haven't even seen it." My realtor says it's a good deal, so I bought it. Yeah. So now it's come back, and and uh, I think they had seven months, and they sold it for two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars more than oh, the original okay, one hundred and forty-two thousand yeah. dollar price. Uh, so the sellers have come back and said, you know, what the hell? Well, they didn't get into whether they rehabbed it, what they did to it, if there was work to be done to it. They just are saying, hey, we got ripped off here. We should have gotten that higher sales price. So there's a few different fouls involved here. She didn't work in the best interest of the client for yeah. sure. She didn't disclose that uh, she's related to the potential buyer. Fiduciary duty and whatnot. Mm. Right. So there's there's a lot of red flags there. And and I, you know, being in that business, it's I, I didn't never I never wanted a real estate license because I didn't want to associate with these folks because they're kind of <laughs> creative. Let's say that they're creative. But yeah, this particular story made the paper and now it's gonna be a big, you know, I'm sure that'll add a what. 25 and 26th page to the uh, purchase agreement because there's only you know when i bought my first house it was i don't know what five pages and now it's a novel to buy a house i have a chris lindahl joke and they love it oh really is it bashing him Uh, i mean kind of let's hear it well, I mean, it's 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 not that great. It's something like, yeah, I'm talking about my I'm talking about my my wife, and you know, say I love my wife. I love my wife more than a realtor Chris Lindahl loves putting you in your dream home. <laughs> and then I say, hey, you guys know the difference between Jesus Christ and Chris Lindahl? Jesus Christ doesn't think he's Chris Lindahl. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. And there's a visual component. I put my my hands like like in, like he has them like in the, the buses yeah. and the billboards. Yeah, so I kind of like do like almost like a mock crucifixion type thing on it right. it's just it's kind of a throw away throw away transition one but but that's one too like you know when i do shows in rochester or outside the twin cities you know gotta assume they don't know who chris lindahl is right so then you can't well isn't there yeah. some irony to that too i mean there's a rumor going around about how his whole world got started and it had to yeah. do with his now ex-wife yeah well so happens you're tying it all together all together baby oh, i love it hey after this short commercial break We'll be right back with more from the DK Project. All right, podcast fans, it's time to talk a little hair. The Hair Studio in Chaska has got some unique opportunities available for stylists who are looking to make a change. If you're a hairstylist in the Chaska area and you've got some experience and are looking to make that move into self-employed, independent booth rental, so you're running your business, give the Hair Studio in Chaska a call. The Hair Studio has a couple of booth opportunities available, and what they're telling me is these opportunities don't come available very often, so don't let this one slip away. So if you're a stylist or know someone who's a stylist who are thinking about making the change, head on over to the Hair Studio in Chaska. They can be reached at 952-368-0900, located in downtown Chaska. And as always, if you're looking for a trim cut, color perm print, wax style, or just need a place to hang out, head on over to the Hair Studio in Chaska, 952-368-0900. Tell them you heard about it on the DK Project. Welcome back. To the DK Project. 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 Uh, I had another note here. What do you got? Uh, the the And I know you love talking about this, Dave. Well, uh, maybe not. The Prince... The doctor for Prince. Ooh, yeah. He got fined 4600 bucks. Yep. $4,600? Yep. Come on. 
Yep. Come on. All right. From a legal perspective, Brian, what are we talking? Well, I mean, was that? F- I mean, I mean, there still might be a civil liability, which means that well, his, sure. his family could, uh, Prince's family could sue the doctor for. I believe civil that's been dropped. Has it civil? Yeah. I believe it has. Because they're rolling in enough money the way it is? By selling off all his assets and doing all those things? I'm telling you, (laughs) when it rains, it pours. I saw that on the news the other day. I'm like, 4,600 bucks? This is the guy who prescribed the additional medication for him, correct? Yeah, on top of the... He's the one that someone... See, you're going to make me go again. (laughs) He's the one that someone decided it was a good idea after he sevened out on an airplane over the Quad Cities. A few days before that, decided that it was a good idea to drive him to the um, Walgreens and pick up the prescription, and that's the doctor that prescribed those. Unbelievable. And then bring him back and then leave him alone in Paisley Park for the night, and then they find him dead the next day. Was he in there by himself? Yep. That whole building in there by himself? Yeah. Come on. Yep. Come on, there's got to be somebody there. That's crazy. Nope. They actually couldn't get in. The maintenance people had to come. The son of the doctor that was going to treat him for addiction. He was the one who was supposed to go there to watch Was him. with the, um, uh, the not maintenance person, whatever the name, sorry, but whatever the name is, had to be let in. And then they looked for him and found him in the elevator. Ugh. Ugh. Sorry, I brought it up. Yeah. Touchy subject. I just can't believe that you know that he's in that bad way and you're just going to leave him alone. They're all yes men. Nobody's going to tell him any different. Yeah, that's horrible. Nobody's going to tell him any different. That's crazy. But yeah, I saw that on the news. I'm like, I got to bring it up. I know it's a hot button for Dave. Yeah. All good. So, Brian, what is on the docket now? You give me, you're you're doing something at the U tomorrow night or. Thursday uh, at Repu- at Republic the the bar kind of down All by right. the, yeah and is that an corners. open mic or is that uh... uh it's yeah it's an open mic uh I'll be closing it so a lot of times you know it's that you can go there and sign up you know I know ahead of time that that I'm going but yeah it's a it's it's an open mic yeah so you've done this one before correct and then you're on to uh something on Saturday you said at uh, the mall no uh so uh, Thursday night I'll be at mall I'll be at no I'll be at Republic tomorrow night on Sunday I'll be on at issue with Tom Hauser doing political stuff Ooh. I'm at the Mall of America on Tuesday the 25th okay if anybody wants to find me on Facebook if anyone wants tickets to that uh you know I, I get I get lots of comps for the Mall of America so slide into my DM is that at the uh Bronson's deal? Yeah, Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. So there who else go. is there that night? Uh, so I don't know all who's on it. Uh, the, what they call it, it's Triple Threat Tuesdays. So it's, oh. a, it's what they call a booked showcase. So it's com- some comedians are you know are, are kind of the tip top in the in the industry. Some are kind of on the new side. Some are in the middle like me. So you kind of get a you kind of get a, a variety. Nice. So when you go to the Mall of America, yeah. Which is something I haven't done for a long time. You look I, like a shopper. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> so, so, do you? Is there a back door you get to go in? Because that's what I want the pass for. Like if I ever had to go there, I want the back door pass into the Mall of America so I can head back out the back door and not be around all the people. Well, I think that if you like, because there's a specific place I park. Yeah. Which as we walk right into the fourth floor. 
uh, which is where all the you know the comedy club is. And I yeah. can kind of go right there and right out without I like that. But yeah, it's also at night. So, but if you're going there on a whatever, there's never anybody there. It's not full, I, and not the not the club, yeah. the mall. I mean, it's so big. Do you know I've, when I go shopping? I don't think you do. The twenty fourth of December. I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> That's my shopping. Day. I believe that. But uh, but but yeah. So it's we'll go. It's it's no it's, no. It's not as bad as you think. Although the wife was just over there the other day doing some stuff, and she's like, you know, they built that hotel on this side. I'm like, no, I don't know. Why would I know that? Yeah. Well, you know, now there's this and this. And like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. I'm not going. I'm out. I used to, one of my first jobs was across the street from the Mall of America. So I used to walk over there for lunch every day. Yeah. And, and then I started to realize there's a lot of people that are at the mall during the day. Why aren't we working? First law firm I ever worked at was across the street in those kind of really? brown, brown brick buildings there. Yeah, Killebrew Drive. Yep. yep. The Mall of America kind of gives me the same feeling when I go in there, like when I went on the Disney cruise with the kids. Like, <laughs> let me off this freaking boat, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, off. I like people from out of state who, because I live not that far from the mall, and they're like, oh, you'd be able, it must be great to be able to go to the Mall of America whenever you want. And I'm like, I, I don't go at gunpoint. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely have to. Why would you? They get some good. They get some good uh, people. I saw Pete Corielli at uh, yeah. Rick Bronson. Oh I saw, yeah, uh, yeah the club's great. Uh, Brandon Schaub and uh, what's his name? Brian Callen. Hmm. All of them. They, they, you know, it's rare that I go to Acme to see bigger names. Why is that? All right, we'll go. We're going. We're going. We're, we're going to the Republic tomorrow night. No, we're going to heckle. How do you handle the hecklers? I think uh, I'm going to New York actually. Tomorrow. Yeah, my uh, I, don't, I, I I feel like I don't get a lot of hecklers because you know my uh, you know I, I, you know, I, I kind of don't go too far afield on stuff. For the most part, I ignore them if I can. Uh, but some people just have decided that they're gonna they're gonna get drunk and make you deal with them. And uh, you know, usually the crowd is more annoyed with them than the comedian. So oh, the crowd it's a, sometimes a good way to kind of get the crowd behind you is to go after the drunk idiot that won't shut up. Uh, I love that. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going tomorrow night. There was a lot of years I might have been that drunk idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine so. I, I, when I used to have the so coronavirus. It, so is it is it a, is it a thing where where you don't? <laughs> is it a thing where you don't go to the mall or the comedy clubs, or are you not allowed? You, what do you mean? Like you've been overserved in the past and decided to state your uh, your comedy routine from the stands. Are you I've a never, I've never been 86 from anywhere back with a in restraining the order? Ashbury days or drinking days or whatever you want to say. So is that what you're calling it now is the, the coronavirus? Yeah, that's <laughs> when I had the coronavirus. That's easy. That's low-hanging <laughs> fruit right there, buddy. Well, I'll, and because, like I said earlier, how, you know, I'm, I'm kind of sequenced, I tend to just not want to break, I don't want to get out of my own rhythm. Oh, man, I got to see how this works. I yeah. do, too. How do you deal with them though? Do you like just do you have jokes set aside for dickheads or kind of? Like, how does that work? Kind of. Yeah. And most of them I've stolen from other comedians who I've seen like, oh man, that was funny. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that. But yeah. where's the line on that? I've always wondered that. Where's the line on? You know, I heard this in the car the other day, and it's pretty funny. And. You know, I mean, like it's not a it's not a part of somebody's show. It's oh, like, like stealing a joke. 
Never well, steal a joke. Your words, not my words. Yeah, no, don't steal jokes. No one should ever steal jokes. <laughs> no. But like, you know, just seeing how they deal with with, uh, with hecklers is something that I'll, you know, sometimes I'll 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 repurpose it, but not not anything that's like really in their act. That, that is a very quick way to become unpopular in town. <laughs> oh, I would imagine. Yeah, they. Uh, uh, yeah, that that was uh, Joe Rogan did that with uh, what's his name? I can't even think of his name right now. But he stole his jokes; it got ugly. But I uh, so so is your plan to grow that? Like, is that where you're headed? Or oh is that, no, no, There's no money in comedy. Yeah, it, we, but it, 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 it's it's something that you know everything leads to everything else. I mean, I, I mean, you know, Minneapolis, St. Paul, small towns. You know, everything kind of like you know the I've I've gotten comedy gigs from the politics. Um, you know, there are clients that are interested you know, in in the comedian stuff. So it, I feel it's all connected and building the brand. But uh, the the comedian stuff will never be anything that I would like. You know, try to use as like an wow, your 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 daytime gig's pretty good. It's okay. There's you a get, lot more money at the Capitol than there is in comedy. Well, I say you know, I, 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 to people who would like to make fun of the swamp, I say, come on in. The water's warm. <laughs> I don't. Uh, exactly. I, I yeah. I just so so. What's what's happening at the Capitol? Are they back to work tomorrow? Is no, we go is? back on the eleventh. On the eleventh, and we have to constitutionally by the Minnesota Constitution, we have to be done by like the third week of of May. This will be this will be a pretty short, uneventful session. We did the budget last year, so the the list of things that they have to do this year is pretty small. So we should talk presidential race for two minutes, thirty two seconds. What Max. happened in Iowa? Oh my God, they screwed that up so much. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I, how did I, I haven't followed it at all? How yeah. how did it get screwed up? See, you know, Iowa's a caucus state, yeah. and Minnesota's a caucus state too. But we actually got rid of our caucuses for the purposes of picking presidential candidates starting this year. But Iowa always gets to go first, or, or in recent in recent history has gone first. And what it is is that the Iowa Democratic Party had set up a new way of voting and a new way of reporting those votes using an app that was created by a company called Shadow Inc., which hmm. was which was staffed and created by former Hillary Clinton. This is not political; it's just fact. Fact. Uh, former Hillary <laughs> Hillary Clinton. Um, Hillary Clinton people, and what happened was, is that as the you know districts and the areas started to re report their results, the numbers that they were reporting were not being accurately transmitted, and um, so what was happening was, is that they had all kinds of quality control issues, and you know Ilhan Omar says that it was a Pete Buttigieg plot. Uh, Mayor Pete from uh, South Bend, Indiana, because he had a friend who was, you know, worked for that company, and uh, it didn't benefit. The only people that benefited were Donald Trump and Mike Bloomberg, because Bloomberg wasn't in in Iowa, and now everyone's going to forever, you know, question whether the results out of Iowa were accurate at all. So, well, and I saw the 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 what numbers are coming out yeah. now, and it looks like Buttigieg, whatever you said, yeah. is leading. Yeah. Him and and, Bur and, and our our fair uh, senator seat uh, stealer is uh, now in double digits. Colobo, yeah, but she was fifth. Yeah, yeah. pretty rough. Well, yeah. Sleepy's right down there with her. <laughs> Sleepy Joe. Sleepy, Sleepy Joe. Joe. So how how 
I, 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 they, they are absolutely just shitting on their own feet. Well, with Klobuchar, I mean, she's just not going to, I mean, this will be the best she can do for a lot of states because, yeah. you know, in New Hampshire and in South Carolina and in the, you know, the, the Super Tuesday states, they don't know who she is at all. So I think she needed to be second or third in, in Iowa in order to make, be an one, to raise Relevant. money, but two, to be kind of attracted, an attractive vice presidential candidate for one of the East Coast elites right. and need like a mid Midwest moderate. But I mean, they still could pick her for gender balance or geographic balance. But I think that she has shown that uh, there's not really going to be a Klobo bounce. So why, uh, when do we stop hemorrhaging money? Like, what is her, is that her whole thing? Is it's a play for vice president now? Well, I mean, some people say vice president. Some people say um, attorney general. But some people say that, you know, with Bernie and Elizabeth Warren um, um, being so far to the left, with Mayor Pete being so untested, being the mayor of the fourth largest city in Indiana, um, and with uh, Creepy Joe, uh, Creepy Uncle Joe, you know, being... He is creepy, goofball. by the way. He's <laughs> total you know, goofball. I mean, you can you can make an argument that she had a chance to kind of yeah, you because know, you know who was Barack Obama, who was Bill Clinton, right? You know, sometimes you just stick around long enough, but you know, charisma is the key to opportunity, and that's not Amy's thing. And for those of us who work in politics, all the the horror stories that come out of her office as far as staff, we've known about that forever, right? I mean, those those are not like one or two disgruntled staff people. I mean, that's well known in the industry that she is very hard to work nice. with. She's not well, nice. I don't know. I thought it was a long shot from the beginning and yeah. I've I've stayed strong with the uh with the uh you know, why did you take the Senate seat if you knew you were running for president? Yeah. Right. You know, that means you got no confidence in your own chance of winning. Yeah. You know, I, I want to have this backup job. On this Iowa thing too, it's important to know that these like last night's vote there or two nights ago was ran by the DNC. It's not a, a, they're in control of it. Well, they would say it was the Iowa democratic party more than the DNC. Well, I'm but, sure but, they would, but the money was DNC. Correct. Money. So it's really, wouldn't you agree? It's really ran by the DNC. Uh, and I worry when you put all those hands in the, in the cookie jar, I worry like in my head, I kind of think that, oh, oh, Bernie's gonna win. Bernie's gonna win. We can't have that happen. Boom. Let's. There's a problem with the app. Well, I mean, the, that's how I see. Yeah, it. I mean, I mean, it's not rumored that the DNC cheated for Hillary. It's a fact Absolutely. that the DNC cheated for Hillary. And you know, you see with 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 Bernie getting the real momentum because even though he maybe got second in Iowa, you know, he's going to do well in New Hampshire and, 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 you know, Mayor Pete has some, some racial issues, which will probably hurt him in <laughs> South Carolina and, and in the South. So, yeah, I mean, to see them try to maybe take down Bernie again, but I don't think they're going to be successful this time. I think Bernie's going to be the democratic nominee, what? which is what every Republican uh, thinks is super awesome. Yeah. Uh, well. I think it gets burned. I don't think they let that happen. But you're probably you know way well, more than but, I do. But no, I mean, you know, I would have given Donald Trump a zero percent chance of getting the Republican nomination and a zero percent chance of becoming president. So it shows you what I know. What what about uh uh what's that other thing that's going on today? Aren't they voting <laughs> on the impeachment? Oh yeah. Today? Oh, all of a sudden that yeah. got overlooked as a minor detail yeah. with this other 
Everyone, train wreck. Everyone's over that. That was oh, a minor detail shit. the second they started it. They yeah. botched that thing from the start. Foregone conclusion. It's, yeah. it's really bad. The uh, The Democratic Party's in spiraling. Well, here's... Okay. And you're going to have to help me with this because sure. you're much smarter on, on yeah. this than me. But there's yeah. one thing that really annoys me right now about what happened in Iowa. And I'm sorry to go back to it. So... All, all these people are in an uproar that Bernie's getting screwed. Yeah. Because there is popular vote and then there is delegate vote. Okay. Which is the same thing, basically, as they want to abolish with the electoral, electoral college. college. So I look at it and I'm just like, can we, can, can we get on the same page, DNC? Like, can you guys and your followers, um, I'm an independent strong independent too like but i just think it's crazy that the way the wind blows is the way everybody goes i there's no like the people in the middle are there's very few of them right now they're either way over here to the left or way over here to the right and it it's so they nobody acts on any information or news or anything it's all a reaction it's all craziness. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think both parties do a terrible job of catering to the middle, um, and part of that, I, I blame Twitter, to be perfectly honest, because it used to be in the old days, you know, you know, Senator uh, Kmeyer um, uh, took a controversial vote, went back to his district, and said, "Here's why I did it." Now, as soon as he takes a vote in, you know, a 280 characters, he's either a genius or a Nazi. Right. And it makes everybody kind of stick to talking points. Um, the Electoral College thing, you know, people complain about this, but it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. What happened was is that we had the Articles of Confederation that didn't work. And in order to get big states and small states to agree to the new constitution, they had to be protections for small states. And the small states, that is why you have a Senate where where you have all states represented as being equal and the house so that, that was the new jersey plan which was for the which was for the small states the house of representatives is based on population that's the virginia plan and uh, you know that's what the that's what the electoral college it's to make it so you don't just have to get texas and california and new york and then ignore everybody else right so what what happens if they want to eliminate like what it what What's well, the other option? Never, gonna never happen. That. Free for all. They have to amend the Constitution. And then once again, small states. I mean, if you're Kansas, if you're That's Minnesota. The horn. If you're, oh, we're going to go over. Yeah. On this the political too, segment? Yeah, just a little bit. You know you can't do that. We have to. God. Just a little bit. Fine. Fine. Sorry. Sorry. I'm not. Hey, you're in charge. You can call me out. I'll just turn you off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then here's the other thing. And I think this is fascinating to have somebody that we can talk to that has an inside track of it. And you've said a few things about a candidate from Minnesota that I've known about for a long time, too, because I have friends in that environment. Amy Klobuchar. And, and, and I think it's very sad that that gets thrown under the rug because we, we don't want to say anything bad or true about our candidate or our side of the aisle. And that's where I come from this far left, far right thing. Last night on Twitter or not on Twitter, on Facebook. I'm currently banned from Twitter, by the way. Really? Yeah. Oh, you rebel. Yeah, I brought up- Are you um, sending uh, selfies of your swimsuit area again? No, I said something I should have said and wrapped it in with what happened in Libya. What? And how now there's a slave trade in Libya and it didn't, about a certain individual called Hillary, and it didn't go over very well. 
So, so how long Twitter are you banned for? Life. Life? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be posting that uh, on the DK Project. Can't even get it anymore. It's all been, they got rid of me. Really? Yeah. What exactly did it say? I can't say exactly what I said. Really? On here. No, I know it's live, but I don't want to offend anybody. All right. Well, With what I said, I'll tell you what I said. Glad you brought it up then. I'll tell you what I said. All right. But I won't say the words I said. Oh, okay. I said, Hillary, I can't believe that you would bring that up after what you did in Libya by taking out a dictator. And I know you didn't personally do it, but you had it done. And then left Libya to a slave trade of African-American people that then you say you protect. And then mm-hmm. I posted a picture or a video of the slave trade, the auction happening in Libya. In about five minutes, my Twitter account was gone. Dude, you need to get a hobby. If you spent that amount well, of time. Okay. Is everything I said accurate? Uh, I don't know that I'm that learned on it, but uh, I mean, would, would it surprise me? No. No, it's uh-huh. accurate. So, and I'm not taking over the show. Just give me another second. No, but so- that, with your Twitter now being removed, that now gives you more time to post about the DK project on your other handles and in, in social media stuff. It does. You're you you're you're hanging yourself out to dry with Hillary. Yeah, I just did. God. So now what? Now you're gonna have to go under a, a another name. No. So last night I'm thinking I'm watching the Trump thing. I don't know how to do it. I'm how to do what? Get back on Twitter. I don't want to get back on Twitter. Like I don't like it. I didn't even know you were on there, so No, well I'm not. This, I mean I'm, I've been removed. Did this just happen? <laughs> a couple months ago. Maybe you need to pen a letter. No, I'm just I don't care. So then I'm watching this last <laughs> night and right after the debate, oh. all my friends on the right are like, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. And all my friends on the left are going, lies, 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 lies. So I simply said this on Twitter. Okay. You weren't on Twitter anymore. I mean, on, on Facebook. I'm confusing the two. My Come bullshitometer's on. going uh, on. No, it's like crazy. you can I'm look it up. Hearing. <laughs> on Facebook, I said, I understand that, I'm paraphrasing, understand that everybody's calling these lies, but you need to put a lie in there after you say it. Oh, I saw that. To make your point valid. Right. Or you're just championing, this is basically what I'm saying, the words of other people and not like, holy crap. Immediately there's like 65 people hitting me up and it's coming from the right and the left. And again, there's nobody in the middle. Our country is so fucking divided right now. It's unbelievable and it scares the shit out of me. It's not getting better either. Well, I think... uh, (laughs) You know, Sorry to take over the show, but that it's it just all right. I'll just cut that segment out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Brian and I were talking about it before you got here. Um, uh, how the how the uh, State of the Union last night. Uh, you know, how, we're not setting a very good example when Trump won't shake uh, San Fran Nan's hand and she tears up his speech. I mean, what a bunch of classless moves. You know, to, you know. Let's set an example if we want to. You know, say uh, yay or nay, whatever. You know, obviously there's a lot of filters that could be added to all these people, but let's just start at the top. Show some respect. I mean, right. I don't care for Nancy Pelosi at all. I, I don't, do I. but I'm still going to shake her hand when I see her. You know, I'm still going to be civil, right. which I think it's difficult to get down to 
where you're talking to these people on whatever social media it is, and they all have problems with this, that, and the other thing. Well, it, it starts at the top, you know, and these kids today, they're just shitty. I was at a hockey game last night, and they're, uh, you know, they're all fighting and whatever. There's no respect, and that's where your problem is. And, and I think until we get that or find a way to get that, it's just going to be a big shitstorm. I mean, really. Come on. By the way, San Fran Nan had another copy of it sitting underneath the one she ripped up. If you watch right at the end, she's doing this whole thing. She looks down and makes sure she doesn't mess with that copy, uh-huh. rips the other copy up, and the other one, the same size, everything, is sitting right there. You don't I don't the, watch any of that stuff. It's all it's, political it entertainment. You know what the, the mentality of, of, I agree with of her would be is she would rip that one up, and then as soon as it's over, she'd take the fresh one over to get his autograph <laughs> just so she has it. Somebody did comment on that on uh, social media today, like, when was the last time a president was signing autographs after a State of the Union? Barack speech? Obama. <laughs> he did though. Somebody people, say, people uh, say to me, "Well, you 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 just watch Fox News." I'm like, "Man, I can't." I mean, it's been. I think the last time I remember watching Fox News was like 9/11. I don't watch any of that stuff. It's not news. It's political entertainment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and and I, I was listening to somebody yesterday. Was it you guys? It was your podcast that was talking about somebody was going to run. For Barack Obama's seat. Oh, Mike Ditka. Mike Ditka. Yeah. And if Mike Ditka would have won, the name you know. The name you know. The coach? The coach. The, co- the coach was going to run for Senate in Illinois. would have never had Barack Obama. He didn't do it, and then Obama was the one who ultimately ran, but nobody knew who Obama was then. And t- no one knew who Obama was in our country until he spoke at the DNC convention. Yep. Uh, that was two years before he got elected, right? Uh, that's to remember. No. Who, who would put Four. Who, Four years, but sorry, two. If you were to, if you were a gambling man, years. which I know you're not, well, do you I think, think anybody could beat Ditka in Chicago and in in Illinois? Maybe now, but not probably not then. I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty. I mean, he's pretty conservative, and you know, yeah. Ch- Chicago's not. Yeah, Ernie yeah, that's Ernie true. Banks, Mister Cub, ran for alderman in Chicago as a Republican and lost. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. For the people out there, go learn about Ernie Banks, and then rethink what. Party lines, baby. Yep. Well, now they have the thing where if you're going to vote, you got to tell them which party you're with. A lot of states already have that. We don't. We've we we have open primaries here until kind of now. So we've never had. And people say, "Well, I'm a registered Republican." Well, in Minnesota, you don't do that. This is getting closer to that. Well, why did they change it? Uh, well, because they so wanted the to Democrats. make sure. Because like, because what well, <laughs> well, it is? So they so the Republicans can't sabotage the Democratic. Well, uh, because what it used to primary. be was you didn't you didn't have to declare whether you were Republican or Democrat, but you could only vote in either the Republican primary or the Democratic primary. Only one. But then no one would know which one you did. Since we moved from the caucuses to a presidential primary, now just because of how they crafted it. They can tell whether you did Republican or Democrat, um, not who you voted for, but you know which which slate of people. Right, and um, you know the people are trying to change that. I mean, you know, like I said, I'm so inside, I don't really care one way or the other. But if if they think that that's going to make people not want to vote because they don't want people to know whether they're one side or the other, then 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 it's bad because you don't want to you don't want to have a disincentive to vote. Well, you, basically right. you need to be able to fog a mirror and and show up at a polling booth to vote because we'll let anybody vote. Yeah, but, in but Minnesota. But now we need to know which side you're going to vote cuz 
Well, Minnesota, we have same-day uh, voter registration. Yeah, Other states don't awesome. have that. Stupid. You can walk in there with a phone bill or something, right? And vote. I mean, they have, they have, I mean there's, you can even vouch for people sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of weird. Can I vouch for somebody driving a car when they're a .20? Sure. I, mean, I just don't want. understand why we don't have to have... I don't understand why, vo- like... Voter, voter ID. ID is not a thing. I, I, could, I mean, we don't have enough time for me to get into all that because I could go on forever. On it, but well, we far exceeded the political segment already. It's already state law that you have to have either a Minnesota driver's license or a state-issued ID card. That's already law. Yeah. It is not racist to make somebody comply with the law. No. Um, and polling on that was 70 to 80%. But... It was on the ballot the same year as marriage equality. And what the pro-gay marriage people did is they said, vote no twice. And and they were so well organized that that's how voter ID lost. I mean, it, it's not it's not racist. I mean, I talked to my students about it, um, and they're shocked that someone would think it's racist to just prove where you live. Right. Um, it seems to make sense. Yeah, but... Yeah, I, not always. I I have an opinion on it, but uh, it's not shared by everybody. One and two is not always three. Hey, on this show, which it'd be awesome if you come back because we can continue this segment for a year. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's looking at me yeah. like, no, dude, you're yeah. not. David, you're gone. <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> My listener numbers would drop through the floor. So we got to wrap this bitch up. Yep. Your political segment ran sorry, on. People sorry. People have to work. They have jobs. Hey, it's what's in the air right now. <laughs> so, Brian McDaniel. Yeah. yeah. Wrong about everything is on every, every podcast. Any place, you wanna, you, any place you find podcasts. Unregulated awesome. radio. You do that with Corey Adams. I do. Two comedians. Yep. Podcast. You uh, are at the Capitol. Comedy shows. Everything yep. going on. Tomorrow night at the Republic, 7 o'clock. Uh, I think it starts at 7.30. 7.30. That's, that'll be Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, free show. Well, that should be tonight. That's a free show. This is a tomorrow thing. Free show. And then check it out. What is your uh, what is your best uh, social media? Uh, you can find me on, uh, on Facebook at Brian R. McDaniel. And same thing with at Brian R. McDaniel on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Perfect. And as always, you can find Dave on Twitter at D-A-V-V-I-D because, you know, the David... Uh, one is gone now, <laughs> so we have to get get creative. So maybe he'll start posting about the show. Anyway, we're going to wrap this thing up. Everybody tune in next week. Check Brian out wherever uh, you can find him. Go see the comedy show. I'm going to be there uh, at the Republic because I, I got to see this happen. So uh, I'll give you a full uh, breakdown next week on the show. So everyone, until then, take care. Peace. Yep. That's it. That's, That's the end. end. That's, That's a wrap. wrap. Today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends. If you'd like to reach out, you can use the studio line at 612-504-6500 or by email, the DK Project Podcast at gmail.com. And of course, there's also social media at DK Project Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.